When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. again hockey fans are you ready to brave the wild with me your host paladino joey or joey wydren it is sunday october the 13th 2013 this is episode number 65 of brave the wild we are back yes sir right away (laughs) only one week since the last show hopefully we can keep this going keep this show coming out very happy with the progress of this show the past three episodes or so. The numbers have been up. Uh, very encouraging. Very cool. Glad to know you guys are out there listening to this show and uh, getting your hockey fix with me. No Neil Night Dog again this week. Unfortunately, almost had him, but he's, uh, you know, <laughs> he's busy tonight, so we will probably have him next episode. So that'll be very cool. So expect a nice return of Neil Night Dog thesing on episode number 66. Well, I was dead on with the predictions, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, all right, three and zero with my predictions. The Wild go two and one, losing to Nashville, winning against Winnipeg, winning against Dallas. Hey, I call them as I see them, huh? Three and zero. I am three and zero in my prediction segment for Brave the Wild. We are definitely going to keep that going, and I'm going to do my best to keep track of what my record is. It's uh, pretty cool. It looks like I'm a little, it's a little bit easier in hockey than football, I guess, because I'm like over a bajillion in football. Expect a release of Purple Mafia tomorrow night for those out there listening. Um, and uh, Timberwolves Explosion also may be recorded tonight. So it could be a real busy night tonight. Brave the Wild and Timberwolves Explosion. So just throwing that out there. Welcome to those of you from South Dakota that may be listening on Dakota Sports FM via the website or TuneIn Radio. And of course, I horribly didn't mention yet the flagship website of Brave the Wild, which is the sportstuff.com. Thank you so much. If I didn't if I didn't say it, uh, thank you so much for joining. It is of course available also on iTunes and Double Twist. You know, D- Double Twist is like the iTunes for Android and iTunes is what it is for Apple. So, yeah. Don't have to necessarily sit in front of your computer to hear the show. Um, yeah, fun week for the Wild, I guess. <laughs> Not until the last game though against Dallas, a beautiful victory. For the Minnesota Wild. Going to hop right into the reviews. Um, yeah. Actually, I think, yeah. It's a fluent show. Sometimes I like to start with the Facebook. Sometimes I like to start with the 
um, with with the game reviews. I think I'll start with the Facebook for now. Get that out of the way. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of try to pair it with the. <laughs> forgive me, guys. I'll try to pair it with the game reviews if possible as well. Because I mean, you know, it's kind of sporadic the interaction on the page. Of course, for Facebook, simply look up "Brave the Wild Minnesota Wild Show" in the search bar and click like. That's all you got to do. Very simple indeed. Uh, mostly Mark Carlson, I believe, and I got uh, little uh, tweets from Brent Jacobson last week as well. So we were going to get to that. That was pretty much not long after the previous episode, 64. So as we get this up, Mark Carlson was watching uh, The Wild and the Stars. Got it like that. He also posted, um, he mentioned on October 8th, he said... Yes, that's the most recent one. He's slow to get on board for hockey season. I got I got to brave my first wild game tonight. Is Nashville that good? <laughs> Remember, I'm pretty much a rookie to the in the in this sport. I also wonder how possible is it to score with less than a minute to play? Okay, one last thing. Who am I to root for? Who am I to root for when the Wild play the Jets? My wife's my wife's hometown and favorite team, that being Winnipeg, of course. He says, thanks, Joey Awajan, and I will be listening. Mark from Iowa. Yes, and Mark also from, you know, the Iowa Wild. Now you got them to cheer for as well, the top affiliate with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, lots of interaction back and forth. I was basically encouraging him to cheer for the Wild, and he said, I'll do my best. I love Minnesota. She loves Winnipeg. Tessie Martin. Martone, hopefully she's listening. Not sure if she is or not. She says, definitely cheer for the Winnipeg Jets, Mark. So a lot of back and forth right there. Watching it on TV. Uh, lots of back and forth. It's interesting stuff. <laughs> Let them have their conversation as is there. Can't, can't read too much on that. Um, there's an interesting one. Mark Wilson posting uh, also, Hello, Mr. Harper, Canadian Prime Minister. So glad you called. What can I do for you? What? You lost some Jets in Minnesota? Oh, your Winnipeg Jets went to Minnesota and were shot down. Sorry about that. Things can happen in wild country. <laughs> it's a picture of Barack Obama on a phone. Of course, President Barack Obama on a, on a phone. <laughs> He's imagining Obama's talking to the Canadian Prime Minister. Interesting there. <laughs> um, yep. So that was cool. Uh, he was also, uh, I'll get to the stars interaction later. That's the final post on the Facebook. Uh, I'd like to get to the Twitter here very shortly. Usually I keep the fan interaction at the end of the show, but on this one, I think sometimes I'll go early just to get it done because I don't like to forget and I feel awful forgetting, you know. It's just, yeah, it's not cool. So very briefly here, Brent Jacobson at Brent for Liberty. No underscore or anything, all one word. Brent in the number four, Liberty. It says, uh, Flyers just fired their coach, making Chip Kelly the longest tenured coach in Philly. Yeah, because the uh, uh, Philadelphia Phillies fired their baseball manager as well. Manuel, that was pretty crazy. Charlie Manuel, excuse me, I was blanking there. That was a bit crazy. Of course, Minnesota Twins ties there. Uh, he says, I wonder if Yo's seat is feeling hot. Gotta love the Dumba 55 reference. Of course, yeah, that was, uh, it looks like it's spelling, If uh, forgive me, those of you, this is a family show. But uh, yes, uh, if you're, hopefully you're not annoyed by this, but it basically spells out when you have Dumba and 55 together on this locker, it looks like it's saying dumb ass because <laughs> it's like two S's. That's what the fives look like. Uh, so apologize for that. But uh, yeah, at Brave the Wild is... <laughs> 
the Twitter account. Do give that a follow. Would like to get some more tweets from you. Also, one final way to get on the show, of course, this is with your actual voice, is the voicemail, the call-in line, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention what you're calling into, which is, of course, Brave the Wild. Sebastian Balls, where are you, buddy? Shout out to, to you. Uh, yeah, he was a bit quiet for a little while at Purple Mafia. That's where he's most known for, but uh, he gave us our call-in. He gave us a call-in last year. I'd like to hear from him again on Brave the Wild. Would be appreciated. Yes, sir. Talk some hockey. They're doing better now, finally, <laughs> after a crummy start. So, Tuesday, October the 8th, the Wild head to Nashville. Oh, goody, a game I picked the Wild to not win. And, of course, they did not. It's just, yeah, it, it was exactly about what I expected. A not very particularly high-scoring game, but not a fun game either. Uh, Wild struggling to score yet again at this point in time. Seems like just two goals every night. Two goals. The Wild just get two goals, maybe one. That was kind of the theme until the Dallas Stars game. It's like, thank God. I mean, it's like eventually the Wild, we're going to finally, finally the floodgates were going to open and some of these scorers and scoring chances were going to finally amount to something. Well, they didn't in Nashville on Tuesday the 8th. But you thought early, man, only four minutes in the game, Wild already score. Yeah, the power play's doing great. That's a good sign. Uh, both of the Wild's goals in this game, by the way, power plays. Yes, sir. Zach Greasy and Jared Spurgeon. And that third line. Yes, uh, there was a bit of uh, a flipping job going on, too, after the... Yeah, it took place after the Winnipeg game, I believe doesn't matter exactly when at times, but actually, no, it was the uh, it was after the Nashville game. There was a little switcheroo going on. Um, but here, yeah, the, the line stayed the same for the Minnesota Wild going into Nashville. Zach Creasy scoring his third goal of the season. Koivu and Suter getting assists in that one. So Koivu has been getting points along the way, but uh, a lot of ways he's been fairly invisible. But then it was just the floodgates opened. Here comes Nashville, just 40 seconds apart, or 39 seconds apart. Nashville, <laughs> only a minute after the Parisi goal, ties it up on a power play. They get another power play, tie it up, or, yep, take the lead. Bad penalties by the Wild, poorly timed. And then Eric Nystrom uh, was on a breakaway, got tripped, basically, given a penalty shot, and he scores. It's just like, yeah, what a great night for the Wild. And then later on, Nicholas Backstrom sliding into the net on a uh, Nashville breakaway as the yeah as the Predators were crashing the net basically it wasn't really a breakaway but they were crashing the net uh, Backstrom Backstrom's knee goes into the net unfortunately he has a sprained knee and he is day to day so after that it was Josh Harding and he did fairly well but unfortunately outside of Jared Spurgeon's goal which actually was before the injury. Jerry Spurgeon's power play goal, assisted by Niederreiter and Mikhail Granlund's third assist on the year. So, and, and, you know, Granlund's been stronger than uh, the credit I've been giving him and credit that some other people have been giving him. He is better than last year. Um, he's not way better than last year. That might be where some people are a little bit, like, hard on him still, but he is better. He's more, he seems more involved. He seems more focused. He seems a lot less intimidated than last year. Still not exactly a guy that's out there, you know, setting the world on fire or anything, but he is more engaged out there than he was last year. It seemed like last year he was intimidated, scared, weak, all that stuff, but okay, he's been okay. My, Mikhail Granlin at least 
belongs on this on this roster now, and he's doing well. Actually, you know, he's doing at least okay. Nito Nita Ryder had an extremely strong week, folks, and he was he was solid in this game as well. But he gets better as the week progresses. He's uh, showing some signs. Nino Nita Ryder. It's like you know why why did this guy only get like two points in fifty games with the uh, Islanders? Like what the hell were they doing over there? Yeah, they had him on the fourth line on a bad team. Well, actually, it wasn't that bad of a team, but that was two, yeah, it was bad two years ago when he got that two points. He was pretty much in the AHL last year, where he did well, by the way. But uh, Niederreiter struggled in the NHL until he got to Minnesota. Off to a strong start this year. Very much off to a strong start. He is absolutely a Mike Madano Award candidate <laughs> going as we near like uh, the mid, the mid to later point of the show. So yeah, we will get into the Iowa Wild, of course, later on in the second segment and the predictions and all that. That's where that's what the second segment will be, by the way, just so you know. Um, it was just a typical Wild dump and chase type of game. Not that fun to watch, really, at all. It was uh, that third period was really lame. And it's just uh, it was just another one of those kind of games where you. Uh, you just like, why can't we finish? We just can't finish, can we? Uh, Heatley was about what you expect. Kind of just, he gets some chances, but he doesn't really do all that much with them. He can drive you absolutely up the wall. Harding was strong, though. Uh, he, he stopped 19 of 20 shots. So, yeah, the, the second goal was actually scored, or third goal was actually scored on Harding. But still, it's just saying, Nicholas Backstrom, he struggled a bit. And yeah, I mean, it seemed like he gets he gets scored on pretty easy thus far this year. And uh, those two goals that were scored on him were pretty quick and pretty frustrating. And that's kind of been the story of Backstrom for the past uh, eleven months or so. Well, imaginary eleven months, I guess, because of the lockout. But yeah, coming into er, early into last year to to now, it's been kind of uh, not so great. Really, not so not so great, man. <sighs> hmm. <clears throat> Ryan Suter booed every time he touched the puck, and I mean every single time. Pominville kind of joked with uh, Judd and Dubay a bit about that one, like, oh, I never saw that really before, but uh, okay, you know, saw that type of reaction from a fan base. Uh, Suter's not really the kind of guy you look at as a greedy SOB or anything, but, well, I guess, I guess they're looking at him that way. Unfortunately, they're not happy that he left. Nashville's still a fairly tough team. Matt Cullen assisting on one of the... Uh, on one of the goals by Nashville. In fact, that was the the second one by Colin Wilson. Philip Forsberg. Yep, Philip Forsberg was the one that tied the game. And, of course, Eric Nystrom. Freaking Eric Nystrom, who was let go by the Wild a few years ago because he just didn't really do anything. He was kind of a grinder who didn't do much, got better with Dallas, um, wound up with Nashville with a four-year deal worth $10 million. Wow, that's, man, he's making over $2 million a year. Eric Nystrom, hmm. Interesting. I don't think I don't know if Andrew Brunette ever made two million a year. Maybe right about that, which is kind of crazy. Eric Nystrom, at best a third line player, ah, uh, son of Dan Nystrom, of course. New York Islanders, uh, great with all those Stanley Cups, four Stanley Cups in a row in the early eighties. In fact, the first four years of the eighties. But yeah, anyhow, uh, yeah, the Nashville game, not the. Really, definitely not the highlight of the week for the Minnesota Wild in any way, shape, or form. So it's like, here they come. What's going on with Mike Yo? And that's basically where that Brent Jacobson tweet came in. Uh, at Brave the Wild, of course. I already mentioned that, but do give that a follow. 
uh, came in like, boy, is Mike Yo on the hot seat? And it's like, yeah, he is a little bit. Because, yeah, Peter LaViolette was let go. Uh, very good coach, I thought. I thought he won the Stanley Cup with the Carolina Pan- uh, Panthers. I'm talking about football now because they were Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> yep. He won a Stanley Cup with the Hurricanes in 2006. Strong coach, but unfortunately, he's one of those coaches that doesn't last for whatever reason. More of a, I believe he's more of a yeller, but a very good coach. Tends to, but those kind of coaches tend to wear out their welcome over the course of time. The Philadelphia management was saying that it was the worst, uh, the Philadelphia owner, I believe, Flyers owner, was saying that it was the worst training camp he's ever seen. Um, what that means, what was lacking, I'm um, okay. Very interesting there. Did the players just quit on the guy because they're sick of him? I don't know. I guess uh, Peter LaViolette, of course, was a candidate for the Minnesota Wilds coaching job when Todd Richards was hired. Um, I remember LaViolette um, and uh, Craig McTavish and, of course, Todd Richards were the three candidates, though it seemed like Richards was like Fletcher's guy going in. Of course, the second time around, it looked like Craig McTavish the whole time but then, hmm, Mike Yo guy doesn't seem to be going away, and then he ended up getting it. <laughs> um, Mike Tippett, I believe, was another, uh, Dave Tippett, what am I talking about? Dave Tippett was another option who ended up going to Phoenix and having a lot of success over there. Mike Tippett, I'm thinking about Mike Yo. apologize. But, yeah, Peter Laviolette fired. That was pretty quick. So, <laughs> speaking of coaches getting fired, Mike Yo is not fired, and the Wild won against the Winnipeg Jets on Thursday, October the 10th, 2-1. to one. Another grinded-out game for the Minnesota Wild. Another classic, here it is, this is a classic Josh Harding game, but the one major difference in this game versus many other Josh Harding type of games were, well, at least it was at home for once, and also the Wild did not allow many shots from the Winnipeg Jets. This was... They smothered the Winnipeg Jets in this game. Usually, when Josh Harding's in the game, the final score is 2-1 to one or something like that, and Harding faces like 40 shots and the Wild lose or something, 2-1. to one. But it was an anti-classic Josh Harding game. The Wild went 2-1, to one and, well, they didn't pepper the Winnipeg goalie. They got uh, 30 shots on goal. Uh, they gave uh, The Wild gave up 15 shots, excuse me. Harding only had to make 14 saves, but hey, 93% will take it. <laughs> Save percentage, of course. Uh, Pavlich, who also had a 93% save percentage, <laughs> facing 30 shots from the wild. Of course, two goals allowed. Kind of funny there when you think about that, but uh, very smothering defense by the wild. Strong game by the wild on the defensive side. Matt Cook, though, assisting on both goals, the third line. Very, very, very strong in this game. Uh, Tori Mitchell has been on the third line of late due to the injury situation with Coyle. There's been a lot of shuffling. Right now, the fourth line is Kanapka, Fontaine, and <laughs> yeah, and Stefan Veyu, which is crazy uh, because the Wild already gave up on Zucker again, sent him right back down to the <laughs> minors, looking more for a physical play, I suppose, because. Yeah, they're looking more for a physical play for from guys, and they've uh, now at this point the Wild had moved Jason Pominville down to the second line and Nino Niederreiter to the first line. So Nino Niederreiter, who at one point I thought was going to be on the third line, is now on the first line. So a lot like last year, you have a physical guy with scoring ability like Charlie Coyle on the first line at the winger position. Now you have Nino Niederreiter there, Pominville down to the second line. 
with Heatley and Granlund, yes. And then the third line, of course, Braziak, uh, Mitchell, and Cook. Yeah, that third line, very strong in this game. Mitchell getting an assist, Braziak assist, and Cook a goal and an assist. Clayton Stoner assisting as well. Uh, and Jonas Brodeen scoring. Very cool to see that. I'm big fan of Jonas Brodeen. He has been huge. He already has two goals on the year. Cook, just a, a strong player thus far coming in this season. A bit surprising for myself, without a doubt there. Um, hey, Wild, uh, Wild pull out a victory. Not the most exciting game in the world, but they were dominant defensively. They, they shut down those passing lanes and uh, whatever Josh Harding faced, he was able to stop. Didn't really have to worry about all too much. It's just funny how many times Pominville, excuse me, Pominville, what am I talking about? Uh, how many times Harding seems to get peppered when he's in the net, but hey, this was nice. Um, Keith Ballard also, uh, no, not Keith Ballard. Yeah, he was a plus one. I'm looking at the, <laughs> looking at something incorrectly here. I apologize, but just a, just a strong game by the third line, especially. Uh, Ballard was all right, but it made a few mistakes in this game at times. Veyu, of course, just, he, I cannot believe Stefan Veyu is back on the wild again. It is just so weird. He was in the wild system for a while, then got called up, and he just seemed to hang on to that third line. Third, and then eventually fourth, and third, third, fourth, blah, 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 line forever. Eventually was let go as a free agent to, uh, Tampa Bay wound up with New Jersey, got traded back to the Wild, of all things, in the Zidlicky trade. It was just pretty funny. And then, of course, sent down and brought back up at times last year, and now here he is again. Amazing how Stefan Veyu, it's been about, he's been on the, on and off this team about, for, in, in about, a, uh, over the course of about 10 years, and it, it's crazy and kind of, kind of cool in a way, but really the kind of guy you're not going to get any scoring from him. <laughs> but it's just kind of cool, I guess, because it's like a shade from the past, I suppose. Blast from the past from him. Um, very interesting night for the Wild, though, in general. The face-offs, the Wild were insanely, were, were insanely good in this one in the face-offs. They went 45-16 to six, uh, 16 over Winnipeg in the face-offs. Puck possession, puck possession, puck possession, puck possession, puck possession. Huge strategy for the Wild going in with Mike Yo at this point in time, and it's been extremely successful in the two games here with uh, Winnipeg and Dallas. Probably two of the chief rivals, i got to think, for the Minnesota Wild going forward in this division that they are now in. <laughs> it's a wonderful division, isn't it? The Central Division. Yes, sir. Wild look good, though, so far with this uh, strategy, puck possession, and you got to figure, it's... <laughs> It's common sense. Whoever has the puck more more often is probably going to win unless you're some kind of like neutral zone trap type of team like the Jacques Lemaire era. You're trying to basically force a mistake and then go on the breakaway and score. Yeah, yeah that can be fun, but it can be extremely boring as well. You just better hope you better you better hope you're going to force a lot of turnovers in that situation. The Wild great approach coming in and that's a way that'll have Mike Yo keeping his job for quite a while if uh, this type of smothering defense can continue in the offense <laughs> that showed its true colors, hopefully showed its true colors last night in XL Energy Center, October Saturday, October the 12th, and a 5-1 to one crushing of the Dallas Stars in their beautiful new uniforms. 
Pretty shameful stuff. Uh, Dallas Stars, those uniforms suck. And uh, the Stars, yeah, they pounded Winnipeg the night before. The team of the Wild had just beaten in a grinded-out 2-1 to victory that I've talked about ad nauseum. Uh, Stars whooped da- uh, Winnipeg's butt 4-1 to victory the night before. It's like, wow, I guess Winnipeg was tired or something. So then here comes Dallas into Exxon Energy Center off of their game with Winnipeg, and they get the they get the, the shaft. <laughs> It's rookie night. It's rookie night. Oh, yeah. But first, in that first period, about midway through, and Matt Cook with his third goal of the season, he is the leading scorer for the Minnesota Wild right now. Oh, my God! How crazy is that? Matt Cook is the leading scorer for the Minnesota Wild. (laughs) Early on. I am a bit stunned by that. But, hey, more power to him. We appreciate it. Very, very cool indeed. But then, it becomes rookie night as Matthew Dumba, Matt Dumba, scores his first goal of the season on a nifty pass by Danny Heatley. Of course, first given from Brodeen to Heatley. Very nice pass. Slid it over to Matthew Dumba. Kind of cross-ice pass. Kind of centering, but cross-ice, you could call it. Over to Dumba, who just buried it over the shoulder. Uh, Ellis, the Dallas goalie. Good stuff. Very good stuff. Putting the Wild up 3 to nothing. That was really awesome. Very cool moment for the Wild there. Nino Niederreiter also scored in this game. His first goal with the Minnesota Wild. Dumba's first goal ever. Niederreiter's first goal with the Wild, though he didn't really have too many with uh, the uh, New York Islanders before. And then Zach Parisi, who was almost credited with the Niederreiter goal, ultimately was credited later in the game with a power play goal. Uh, Wild power play has just been amazing this year. Absolutely massively successful. It just, it's got to be one of the best in the league right now. It has been dominant. The Wild had two power plays, or two converted power plays in this game. Good for 50%. Winnipeg got, or Dallas, I'm getting mixed up. Dallas got one mid, uh, midway through the second period, making it 3-1 uh, to one at the time, which kind of made people a little bit slightly uneasy, but not really. I wasn't too worried at that point. Things were going so well for the Wild. That it's like, eh, I think I think we'll be all right. Really, you know, honestly, I think we'll be fine going into this one. It's uh, it was a strong night by the Wild. Kind of, it was a lot of fun. I don't know how you couldn't enjoy a game like that. Dallas, a team a lot of people still don't like very much here in Minnesota because of what what happened. The team left and all that. But also, you know, there was some history. It looked like things were really were going to start building up with them when they had Steve Ott. It seemed like Steve Ott and the Wild always were getting into some type of skirmish. It was getting kind of it was kind of fun in a way. And then he left for Buffalo, which was just a huge shame. Um, that was a that was unfortunate. It kind of. <laughs> um, you know, I, I wasn't too all too happy with that. Unfortunately, it's just one of those things, though. It's like, what do you do? If he's going to leave, he's going to leave, I guess. But I don't know. I, the Wild could have had a really nice rivalry, I think, with the Dallas Stars if Steve Ott hung around. But again, like I said, this free agency is what it is. Another reason for, well, Buff, Buffalo's going to Buffalo's gonna hate us more than we're going to hate them because, well, we might end up with Thomas Vanek and Jason Pominville. We'll see how that turns out. <laughs> just had to throw that in. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to probably throw it in in passing here and there on each show. Thomas Vanek, 
possibility still continues that he will wind up in Minnesota at some point, uh, probably in the summertime. But, uh, yeah, Justin Fontaine, there we go, excuse me, Justin Fontaine scores 12 minutes into the game on a turnover. (laughs) 12 seconds into the game on the turnover, excuse me, 12 seconds, not minutes, a turnover. Matt Cook assisting. Matt Cook got the uh, intercepted the pass and zunged it over to Justin Fontaine, who kind of wrapped it, I guess. Kind of hard to, well, not really too hard. Kind of backhanded it, yes, backhanded it. Right past Dallas, kind of a, it's kind of a, eh, you know, kind of a softy a little bit, but hey, I'm sure Fontaine will take it. A little bit of a softy. But yeah, Matt Cook, another assist on that. The third line again, showing what they're made of. Very, very strong play of light. Uh, ever since the strategy has changed a bit with Mr. Mike Yo, <laughs> I'm I'm really liking the new strategy. It's it's two and zero so far. Like I said, Niederreiter's first goal. Also, Koivu assisting on that. Spurgeon assisting on that one. Uh, Matt Cook's goal was a wraparound goal, not a turnover. And that was uh, that was a nice play. Got it like that. Kind of, it's, it's rare. The, the wraparound, it, it almost never works, but when it does, it's kind of a highlight. And it, was a, it was pretty good. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good goal. We'll take it. Thank goodness. Zach Creasy later on kind of wrapping things up with that fifth goal, though. Putting putting the game on ice in a lot of ways. We'll, we'll take it. We're happy. Dallas was pretty much a non-factor there on, and uh, that's okay with us. Strong game overall by the Wild. Nobody was supremely dominant in the game, necessarily. Uh, though, <laughs> Greasy does tend to get lots of shots on goal and such. But hey, again, good stuff. We'll take it anytime. Great game by the Wild. Lots of positivity overall throughout this week. The Nashville game was a bit frustrating. Those two two quick goals were really frustrating. You go from a one nothing lead to down two to one, just like that on the road. That's backbreaking, and unfortunately, it it was what it was. It was a loss, and that's what's going to happen generally in that type of situation. So before we call it a segment here, we got to give the weekly awards and demerits and such. First, though, we start off with a couple of positives and a couple of negatives <laughs> about this past week. Well, a couple of positives. Well, there's a lot of positive stuff. Very cool to see. Uh, well, Matt Cook, I think, was all over the place. He played very, very well throughout this week. The third line in general, though, I think is the one of the main positive things this week. They really stepped it up. It was like a whole deal of, you know, it's got to be somebody besides the first line that needs to step it up here. I mean, it can't be just you can't be just hoping that Parisi scores like every time, every chance he gets. And uh, hopefully Pominville starts scoring and such. We need a little bit more going on here besides just the first line and maybe an occasional goal by a Brodeen or Suter. We need a little more out of you guys, you know, second and third line and such. And then bada bing, bada boom, the third line was the line of the week without a doubt. So that's one major positive. The other is the defensive strategy, the puck possession approach by Mike Yo. Huge positive. It's it's going strong, and just uh, I guess hope hope for the best that this continues. I mean, obviously, it's common sense. Whoever controls the puck and all that such is more likely to win the game. Uh, you have to execute it more than just talk about it, and uh, hopefully the execution continues. So that's two major positives. Two negatives, of course, the softies given up by Nicholas Backstrom. Those are very frustrating, 
and just the overall inability to finish at times in the Nashville game and the Winnipeg game. It's like, my goodness, are we going to ever score? It got a bit frustrating. Luckily, that changed later on. But still, it was kind of like, boy, it's just like last year, man. Losing to Nashville the way we did real early in the same quotes after the games. Like, well, we need to get off to a better start. Huh? Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, ah, the same old stuff. So those were two negatives going into the week or, you know, overall. So the award and demerit, the Mike Madonna Award, going to give it to... it's tougher right now. I mean, nobody really stood out more than anybody else in general, but it's, uh, I'm going to give it to Matt Cook. He, uh, Matt Cook, yeah. Isn't that crazy? I'm giving it to Matt Cook. (laughs) He had a really good week. He was, he was all over the place on the ice. He was assisting, he was scoring, and they were legit goals. They weren't like the first one where he soccer kicked it in, the opening goal of the season. But um, whatever, we'll just let that pass, I guess. Uh, We didn't win that game anyway against L.A., but at least we got a point out of it. (laughs) Matt Cook, though. Mike Madonna Award for Matt Cook. Can you believe I'm giving an award to that guy? The guy that, what he used to be in this league, hopefully he won't be again, that cheap shot king. Um, The James Shepard Memorial for the week. It's, uh, I guess I'm going to have to give it to Nicholas Backstrom for those... uh, you know, those softy goals he gave up in such a short amount of time. It really did not help this team. But um, overall, you know, there really wasn't a lot of negatives. Though I mean, it's like another thing. It's like Backstrom's hurt again. Oh, goody. So I guess we're going to give the James Shepard to him for those softies that he gave up real early. It, it put the team behind the eight ball and ended up costing this team that game in Nashville, without a doubt. It was a it was a huge frustration. So those are the weekly award and demerit for the Minnesota Wild and all that good stuff. So with that, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to preview the next week, hopefully as successful as I was <laughs> last time. And hopefully it's as successful in the win-loss column for the Minnesota Wild as well. Hopefully we can have some more 2 and one type of weeks. You know, you can't expect 3-0 and all the time, but 2-1, and one, hey man, that'd be great to keep that up. You have a hell of a record <laughs> in no time. So, and yes, a brief, very brief check-in on the Iowa Wild after that. They've only played one game, and um, yeah, well, we'll just get to that very briefly. We'll be right back right after this. Do you shop on Amazon? Did you know that you could support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping, and Amazon sees that we referred you, and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show.
And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number 65, which is a reminder for those of you listening on an MP3 player, like an iPod, an iPhone, an Android device with iTunes or Double Twist on such. You can also catch us on BlackBerry phones, I'm sure, as well. Simply search in the store. And also on Windows Phone, you can definitely search in the store and find Brave the Wild right away that way. All right, well... Prediction segment. Yes, prediction segment. <laughs> I should have some type of sound bite for that, but um, yeah, isn't that cool though? Uh, things should be uh, things should be looking up and up for the Minnesota Wild, or so we'd like to hope. As we head to Buffalo Monday, October the fourteenth, tomorrow night, the Wild head to Buffalo, then a back to back in Toronto. Okay, so I'd like to think things are up and up, but this is not the easiest schedule in the world. So we're going east now. And at Tampa Bay on, a, on Thursday, October the 17th, and Saturday the 19th at Florida. So, a very busy week. So, it should be four games on next episode. Unfortunately, all road games. So, yeah, this is going to be an interesting test. Very interesting test. The Wild are 2-1 and one at home so far this year. Actually, no, we are 2-2 two and two at home this year. And 0-1 and on the road. Only one road game so far for the Wild this year. Very frustrating that we lost two home games to Anaheim and L.A., but we seem to always lose to them home or away. Yeah, that sucks. But, yeah, all road games here. Wild head out east, and then two more games. Uh, or, no, then the Wild do come home against Nashville and Carolina next week. And then head to Chicago Saturday. But, yeah, that'll be the next preview the Wild in Buffalo. That's going to be an interesting one. I do think the Wild win in Buffalo. I like the Wild's chances in that one. Buffalo is a bit, uh, well, they've kind of, they've lost a lot of pieces over the years. It'll, we'll get a little sneak peek at Thomas Vanek. Uh, hopefully Pommenville doesn't get booed. I mean, it's, they, they traded him, so that'd be kind of mean. <laughs> Buffalo is only 0-1 thus far. Actually, no, they're 0-5. Excuse me, I'm this thing is just pissing me off right here, and I apologize. Buffalo is off to an 0-5-1 start, 8th in the Atlantic Division. That's a very uh, poor record to start off the season. I think the Wild win, even though I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo is going to come out like madmen, because they want to end this this terrible start to their season. They lost only 2-1 to against Chicago, in Chicago. That's pretty good against the Stanley Cup team. They got beat at home pretty bad by Columbus so far this year. Uh, that can't be fun. They lost 2-1 to to Detroit. They lost a one nothing snooze fest against Ottawa. That had to be fun. Uh, they lost to Tampa. They lost to Pittsburgh. They lost, 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 lost. So, uh, yeah, Buffalo is not off to a good start. I do think Minnesota uh, will continue the trend they've been on and uh, will defeat the Buffalo Sabres in the opening game. Quick check, very briefly, on how Thomas Vanek is doing. He has four points, two goals, two assists to start off the season. Cody Hodgson, which is a uh, obviously a bigger prospect right there, first-round pick, 10th overall in 2008, still pretty darn young, only 23 years old, leading the team in scoring there in Buffalo. Um, other than that, not all much other than Steve Ott, which that'll be interesting. We'll see how that turns out. Maybe the Steve Ott uh, situation will get interesting with the Wild because there has been a little bit of history going on there. Of course, they have Ryan Miller, in net as well in Buffalo. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It'll be fun to see a uh, possible future wild player and, of course, to see how the crowd reacts to Jason Pominville. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a nice little ovation or such when he's first introduced, but who knows. 
Wild then head to Toronto. That's going to be a tougher one, I believe. While uh, Toronto's up to a five and one start this year, I do see them as a legit playoff team coming into this season. They are, uh, yeah, they're looking good so far, and uh, good on them, I suppose, right? <laughs> uh, what's going to happen? Five and one, boy. I, I'm probably leading loss in this one. I think the Wild are going to have a tough time in Toronto. They are really scoring goals like madmen. Joffrey Lopo is just is killing it. Uh, Ryan, Phil Hill, Phil Castle is having a really really good start as well. Seven goal, seven points in six games. Lopo with eight points in six games. Five goals. Dominant start for Toronto. They are really really off to a strong start. I don't think Minnesota is going to win that one. Uh, then we sh- then we head to Florida. I do believe no Tampa Bay first. That'll be fun, I suppose. So, yes, so I have win in Buffalo, loss in Toronto. Tampa Bay? Ah, I don't think the Wild are going to beat Tampa Bay, and I, I hate saying that, but it's just one of those it is what it is type of deal. Tampa Bay is 3-2 and two on the year. 3-2 and... T- nope, they are 3-2. and two. There is no overtime loss. Don't you just love that stat? That's got to drive people crazy to look at. But, um... They're being led by Martin San Louis. Still, to this day, amazing how he's been hanging on as long as he has. He's a really good player. Obviously, that's a strong team who continues to be strong. Steven Stamkos, all that good stuff. I don't think the Wild win in Tampa. Their history is not so great there. Florida, well, that's the next night. So, yes, our Florida. Wild haven't had really good history in, in Florida in general in the past. But I do see... The Florida Panthers as a winnable game. I'm going to go Minnesota in this one. It's going to be kind of a 500-ish type of week, I think. Minnesota, I think the Wild will pull it out in Florida in like a 3-2 type of game. Toronto, I think it'll be like 4-2 loss, something like that. I hope not, but who knows. I think the Wild can and will beat Buffalo. Something like 3-1, in my humble opinion. Should be a a nice game for Minnesota. 3-1, 4-1 over Buffalo. I, I think we play well in Buffalo. I remember the North Stars always used to, but that's uh, you know, can't really go on that. That's just slightly long time ago, and of course it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Completely different players and all that good stuff. Yeah, not even the same team. But um, Panthers, they just, uh, you know, they, they in the past had a good history defensively. Tim Thomas off to a terrible start this year. Jacob Markenstrom, that's of course Tim Thomas, a goalie. Markenstrom, the other goalie, he's not faring too well either. Neither one of them has a save percentage in the 90s. That's not good at all. They do have a little bit of scoring, though. A little bit. Thomas Fleischerman, uh, Barkov, and boys, Brad Boys, Brian Campbell, the defenseman, always been a strong player. He's got four assists so far in only five games. So he's off to a strong start. But really, in the grand scheme of things, I just I just see this as, yeah, this is going to be a higher-scoring game. I think the Wild get, like, four four goals, 4-2 to Minnesota in Florida. They will get at least four goals, I think, against the Panthers. Not impressed with their goalie situation. So watch the Florida Panthers just shut out the Wild. Just watch. It'll be a shutout. I would figure, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would piss me off, man. But, yeah, so that would put the Wild right at 500. Win in Buffalo. Lost to Toronto. Lost to Tampa. Win in Florida. We'll see if I can keep that up, which would have the Wild, unfortunately, at a record of 4 Three and two, 
hopefully we can stay away from that overtime loss crap unless it's like we save ourselves with a last-second goal going into the third period. But, yeah, really, if you want a last-second goal going into the third period, you hope you can pull out a victory at that point because you got a little momentum on your side. But, um, yeah, uh, that's where I stand right now. The Wild, hopefully, will have at least four wins coming into next week. That would be a nice feeling. That's my predictions going in. One last time. Win in Buffalo, loss in Toronto, loss Tampa, loss, or victory Florida. All road games. So that'll be a fun little test. The Wild have had a pretty good history playing against the Eastern Conference. In fact, we've beaten the Penguins a couple times. So, And even when they were good, not when they just stunk real bad, like was for quite a while there in the earlier half of the, the 2000s there. So the Iowa Wild, let's wrap her up with this. Uh, yeah, they won one to nothing against the Oklahoma City Barons. One to nothing. They used to be the Cleveland Barons, by the way. <laughs> yeah, teams are moving all over the place. Houston Arrows, which I really, really miss that name. But Iowa Wild, I suppose, at least it's closer. And guys like Mark Carlson and such get to have a team to root for. And a, a very, you know, hey man, it's the closest thing to the Minnesota Wild. There, a lot of these guys are. Minnesota Wild prospects and sometimes cast-offs like the Stefan Veyos of the world, Carson McMillan, who's kind of a career minor leaker, but he's been on the Wild a couple of times. you got Zach Phillips, Tyler Kuma. Will he ever, ever make this team? I have no idea. I like Stephen Kampfer, the guy the Minnesota Wild got from Boston quite a while ago now. I believe that was the Greg Zanin trade. Yes, Greg Zanin trade about a year and a half, two years ago. Brett Ballmer's still down there. you got Jason Zucker, who I think will lead that team in scoring if he is with them for a while. Eric Halla, former Gopher, very nice seventh-round pick by Chuck Fletcher. Awesome, awesome late-round pick by Fletcher, who grew up in Minnesota but was born in Europe, of course. Uh, nice player. We'll see. It's going to be like Zucker or Halla, in my opinion, will lead that team in scoring. Brett Ballmer, man, he was off to the the earliest start out of all those quote-unquote hot prospects, and he's still in the minors. So we haven't really seen him on the Minnesota Wild in a long time. Rafael Buceris is another possible uh, prospect. Not a super high-end one, but he's there uh, for the most part. Chad Rao, another kind of fringe minor league slash possible prospect at times. Um, we'll see though. Yeah, Raphael Bruceri is another uh, possible prospect as well with the Wild. Johan Gustafsson was one of the goalies because <laughs> Darcy Comfer is here because Backy is hurt. So there you go. We obviously knew Comfer is an easy third uh, third goalie with the Wild. Gustafsson at one point will be something. He got a shot out in his opening game. Faced 17, or excuse me, 27 shots. Saved all of them. Very Good start for him. Wild only score one goal, but uh, that's all he needed. <laughs> they win the game on 29 shots. Fun. <laughs> Fun stuff indeed. Brett Ballmer had four shots on goal. He was the leader in that category. So, leaving that out there for you. Well, good start for the Iowa Wild. Uh, hopefully they can do more than that. I mean, one nothing is going to be pretty, pretty boring to watch. Uh, minor league hockey. Not that it's not that the AHL is bad. I would watch an AHL game any day if I was given the chance. In fact, I believe the Wild, the Iowa Wild, are playing right now, Sunday the thirteenth. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up, guys. I don't know how much you want to hear about the Iowa Wild and AHL. I enjoy it, but maybe you don't. So I'll be respectful of that at this point in time. Feel free to post any of your comments, thoughts of this show on the Facebook page. Type in the search bar, Brave the Wild. 
and click like if you could, and then comment anything you want. Comment what you like about the show, don't like. Talk about the team, of course, Mike Yo, God knows who, you know. Prospects, current game events like Mark Carlson was talking about a bit on there. In fact, about the Dallas Stars, he talked a bit. Didn't really get into it. Maybe I'll very, very briefly check that out a little bit. I mean, yeah, we were just kind of interacting back and forth, goals and such. He was talking about how he watched the Jets game together with his wife. And it got interesting. She didn't like the Christmas colors of the wild. Ah, <laughs> that's funny. So it's just one of those things. I really enjoy Mark Carlson. Good guy. Loves the Minnesota Vikings. Of course, posting the Purple, uh, Purple Mafia page a lot. Uh, we'll, here's the one final comment we'll have from him. He says, wow, watching the Wild play the Stars tonight. This Wild team looks so good tonight. I also think there must still be some cold ice in these teams. Um... I'm sure I'm not the only one who misses the North Stars as they were. Oh, God, yeah, I miss the North Stars. And i got to bring back the old the segment I was trying to debut last year and trying to make it into more of a uh, long-term thing, a show-by-show thing, a North Stars history moment. Kind of went off that. I would like to get back into that. So hopefully I can remember to get that put into the notes for the show. It would be a good idea indeed. So, yes, uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. If you like the show, please rate it on iTunes. Tell us what you like, maybe what you'd like to see improved. Give it a nice rating if you could. Would appreciate it. Always could use some good ratings for the show on iTunes since that's a a way to get other listeners possibly to check this out. (laughs) Would be greatly appreciated. TheSportsStuff.com. Always thank Dylan Richardson for having Brave the Wild on there. Dakota Sports FM as well. But, of course, TheSportsStuff.com is the flagship website. Hey, maybe if you're somebody out there who likes to do, who who's a fan of, a, of another hockey team out there, like Calgary Flames, Winnipeg Jets, whoever, and maybe you feel like you're uh, a decent podcaster, maybe you could uh, start a show on thesportstuff.com. Why not? We could use a little more hockey on thesportstuff.com. That would be pretty cool. So thought I'd throw that out there. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. We will be back next week, hopefully, with a winning record. Would be, would be awesome as a wild head east. Take care, everybody.